Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. 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 Uh, you got? Did you did you throw all your did you throw all your tissues away from yesterday? Uh, I hope so, cause I'm tired <laughs> of crying. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Lord Jesus. Uh, well, let's get right into it. Welcome to the Y'all Have No Idea podcast. This is episode 21 you know of the Y'all Have No Idea podcast. I know you don't remember. Uh, Big Sky. <laughs> Big Sky here. Sean. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's 21, 22, 23. 20, uh, no, never mind. Never mind. Listen, I'll be counting the years now. I'll be like, how old am I? I didn't forget. After 35, I just, I, I literally have to like remember and check it out and count because it's so many at this point. I know. We, we, <laughs> we, we all get to that point. Like you start calling kids other kids. Yeah. <laughs> we all do that. We all do that. All right, man. Uh, well, we had to start off kind of lighthearted, but boy, oh boy, yesterday was a day, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was emotional. Uh, it was inspiring. It was like everything. It was everything, uh, unless you have lived under a rock. Um, the celebration of Nipsey Hussle and his funeral service yesterday, held at the Staples Center, Los Angeles, California. It, uh, well, let's let's go all the way back to when this was first announced. Not not the murder itself, but when they first announced the arra- uh, the arrangement. So, what it sold out? Twenty minutes? Yeah, twenty thousand in like twenty minutes. That's incredible. Yeah, for one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling me. You're telling me. That's incredible. That lets you know how impactful. He really was. And I was just like, wow, that was quick. Yeah, last um, time a funeral was at the Staples Center was for the legend Michael Jackson. That's right. That's right. And we all remember how emotional that one was. But I think this one, touched, it was so many different moments, so many different things that was going on. Now, now before we even get started, now, I had tweeted out that I wasn't going to watch it. I just couldn't fix myself to mentally prepare for what I knew was gonna happen, I like I didn't know exactly what was gonna be said. I knew uh, emotions was gonna run incredibly high, but I was not prepared. So I was just like, at first I was like, Nah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm a pass on this one. And then something told me you might miss out on something. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and watch it. So I did, and boy, am I glad I did. Uh, so <laughs> how I watched it, I watched it a couple different ways. I actually was cutting the grass. So I didn't actually watch the, the proceedings. I was actually cutting my grass at that point. So I was listening to more audio than I was actually watching it. But it was certain times where I paused on certain moments where I did have to watch and just capture the emotion of the entire um, service. So um, let's, I guess we'll just get into some of the highlights. Um, Sean, what was your highlights? Um, well, I'll just talk about like I was... I was good until they brought the kids out. Mm. When they brought the kids out, I lost it. I was Mm. like, oh my goodness, because it's like these children just lost, like they're everything. And then the little one crossed, like he's not going to remember, you know, I mean, he'll have pictures and he'll have videos, but he's not going to be able to recollect himself, like his dad and 
So right. that was terrible. And then yes. Imani, you know, she'll remember him. But I'm just as someone who is a daddy's girl, like at 35, I can still call my daddy whenever I need anything. Like mm-hmm. the fact that she's has lost that when she get married, you know, yeah. like missing out on him, taunting her boyfriends when she's 16, like all of that mm-hmm. has been taken away from her. So that yeah. took me out. Yeah. Then his brother, you know, being the oldest, oh, you know, your siblings are like your first kids. Right. So hearing his stories about, you know, him and Nipsey growing up and, you know, now losing your little brother and then going from him to Lauren. I was like, what are y'all trying to do to me? Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And his mom is just she was so inspiring. Like without yeah. her, I don't know, I'd probably still be crying. Just the fact that she was able to hold it together so well and you know she gave birth to him so I was just like oh thank god for her because I've been a mess for these last two weeks so (laughs) yeah I tell you I'm with you um you're you're absolutely right I was fine until the kids got up so this is this is when I kind of started to have moments of breakdown first of all shout out to Marsha Ambrosius see and people don't understand how important her performance was because on she was on victory lap they have a song together. And so the last little part of the song, it it kind of went back to the song that they did on Victory Lap. So I thought that was dope. But you could kind of tell it was hard for her to sing in that manner and that magnitude just because of the emotion and, and the aura of the room. Um, uh, other highlights, of course, Minister Farrakhan. And it was so funny when he... Did the the Nipsey Russell thing? See, I so I'm I'm not stupid. I know who Nipsey Russell was. Oh god! So when people was tweeting like he slipped up and said Nipsey Russell, I'm like, would y'all give him a chance to listen to what he's actually trying to say and how he actually broke that down? It was like it was perfect. It mm-hmm. was exactly uh, what was needed. Um, my highlight was Lauren. Um, we we're, we're both spouses mm-hmm. and. I, of course, I've been with my wife for so long. Uh, it'd be 17 years this year. And I just was thinking the other day w- when that happened with Nip and how I, I don't like to put myself there, but I mean, Nip died at 33. I'm 35. So we're all around the same age. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just cracked in my head for that moment oh my gosh, what would happen if I was to lose my wife the way that Lauren lost Nip? And just her opening her opening monologue when she talked about the pain that she's never felt the pain mm-hmm. as deep. That right there, I was I was done. I was just like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm gonna <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get through this speech. Uh, that was my biggest highlight. Of course, his brother um and Cameron Jordan so and Cameron so I want to talk about that for a minute because one of the most important things so I don't have a blended family mm-hmm. I know a lot of friends of mine do I do uh, yeah right so you could probably uh you could probably shed more light on this than I can but just having him come up there and talk about Nip and having that dream it was like you can kind of you can just tell that everybody plays their part the right way that they're supposed to play it, and that's so important. I mean, even Little Wayne, Little Wayne tweeted, "Rest in peace, Nip." And Wayne don't tweet that much. I follow Wayne, so I can I can attest to that. 
and he even said rest in peace, Nip. So that lets me know that everybody involved plays their part. And when that young man got up there and he spoke, I mean, it was so potent, and it it, it sent shockwaves through me because that's what's that's what's needed. Like it, a community feel, uh, it takes a village to raise a child. That's mm-hmm. the old saying, and I was so glad that he was able to get up there and he was able to speak. Um, so those are my highlights. Of course, Snoop got up there and oh, he did say so what, good. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He tried to hold it together the best way he could. Um, of course, his brother and his brother just it, it remind it reminded me of me how I was you you know basically giving remarks about my dad and trying your best to hold it together, but you just can't hold it together, mm-hmm. and you're stumbling and you're trying to get through it. I felt that man's pain all through that, and so um, that was emotional, but. I do want to talk about his mom. <sighs> you know, I I can't imagine um, a parent losing a child. Uh-uh. I I remember the first time I, I I seen like the pain of that is it was in my own family when when um, one of my uncles had died and my uh, my my grandmother she just broke down. And I, I was kind of too young to understand, but that was like the first time I ever seen like somebody break down over losing a child, and then just surfacing all the way back here to to her and just her strength and her candor and just her encouraging words. And it was something that Snoop kind of alluded to when he was up. You know, everybody was so concerned about her, like mm-hmm. it's a mother losing a child, and then days before the funeral, she. Uh, had her, the post where she talked about how much she was at peace, and I just, I just couldn't. I, I mean, I was hanging on to everywhere. Have you ever like listened to somebody and they got your attention so yeah. <laughs> much to the point where if somebody even taps you on the shoulder, you want to punch them in the face? Like that's the kind of attention that this woman had on me when I was listening, and you know her calling on the ancestors. To, to welcome Nipsey in the paradise. I just I was just like, wow. Wow. What 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 an what an incredible woman to have that kind of knowledge and foresight to send her son off the way that she did. I mean and, she gotta take care of her baby no matter what. Yeah. I I wow. I just was like wow. And it's true. It's true. How it's so weird. How a, a how it is with a mother and a son, mm-hmm. and how it is with a dad and a daughter. Even though you know you have you know a son and a father has a great bond, and a mother has a great bond with their daughter. It's some about that opposite. You know the opposite. Um, what's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's some about. Is this some about that relationship? Between a mother and a uh, mother and a son, and a father and a, and, a, and a daughter, and you could just tell how close that they were. Just the way that she was just speaking, and she told that story about you know them, uh, uh, Nipsey and the a- ATV um, um, spot, and how you know he was just getting away from everything, and how he was just so carefree being around his mother. I, I, I wow, that was so powerful. It, it was just so powerful, and 
And it was great. It was just great. Her encouragement was well needed because I think we were all just in uh, We were all toe up. I mean, everybody was toe up. And you're talking about people that didn't even know Nipsey also. I don't know Nipsey. I don't know him from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. But you could just feel his spirit just resonating with everyone. And I I was just in awe. I was in awe. And um and it you know, the whole arrangement, the whole funeral was just full of of emotion and ratchetness at the same time. Shout out it to was, YG. It was perfect. <laughs> it was like I know I've seen a lot of people online like it's all this cussing at a funeral. I'm like, first of all, read the room. Um <laughs> right. Nipsey Hustle's funeral. It's not like um Bishop whoever's funeral, like read you know the person the people that his friends like you know this is how they talk you you want to get sent off the way you lived your life like listen to his music like it was a send-off appropriate for the person that was being sent home like right calm down (laughs) right i saw that too and it's not for everybody well well, first of all it wasn't even in a church it was at a freaking arena (laughs) (laughs) like and i'm sure that if they were in a actual church that they would have, I mean, not used the foul language, but who cares? Who cares? That's that's nip. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like you want you want honesty with people. So that's the funny thing about people. You want people to keep it 100, and then when they keep it 100, you got a problem with how they keep it 100. Okay, I don't get you, people. Like that. That's how he was, and whatever. Anyway, so, but it, again, it was just so much to unpack. Um, with with that funeral, um, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was it was just beautiful. Um, they really represented him well. L.A. They took great care of him, and that's how a city is supposed to do when a hero in a city falls. That city is supposed to lift that person up no matter what and take care of them. And I'm I, I'm not from L.A., but me being from Flint. I've seen funerals where people have died and nobody cared. The -hmm. city was just like, all right, cool. Like, uh, well, you know, whatever. Another one bites the dust pretty much. L.A. took care of that man. And that lets you know how impactful he really was on his community. That L.A., I mean, they shut L.A. down for this brother. And it was just awesome to see. Uh, But it's so much. So, so that was uh, so that was that. Um, uh, Shep Crawford did a great job. Um, a lot of people don't know Shep Crawford is an actual writer and producer. He produced a lot of hits for a lot of people, and he proceeded over everything. And he did a great job. And it, again, it was just it was just great. I, I enjoyed every moment of it. I didn't watch the entire entire thing. But... I did. I was Aretha Franklin. I watched it up until like nine o'clock because I watched the whole procession until they cut me off. <laughs> okay. So I didn't watch the procession. I didn't get to the procession part, but but again, it was just great to watch. Uh, now, now that we done got that all out the way, can we talk about BET dropping the ball? Okay. Now see, wait a minute. Now, I was the first person, like, at 1 o'clock when being Mary J was on, I was like, what the heck? I'm tweeting BT, I'm pissed. Come <laughs> to find out, it wasn't on them, because nobody had the footage yet, because Title was showing the footage, too. There was mm-hmm. a problem um, with the tickets. I don't know if it was because people was trying to get in without tickets, or people was trying to get in with fake tickets, or what. But mm-hmm. it didn't start on time. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's why they didn't start um, streaming it. So it, this time, it wasn't BET fault. This time. You know I don't care, right? <laughs> you know I don't care. Okay. I'm going to... Okay. How, how do I want to go into this? You know, I have a really love-hate relationship with BET. Everyone does. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Me being a communications major, I learned about media. I took a media course. And one of the media courses that I took was programming, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I understand that the funeral did not start on time. But black people don't ever start on time for anything, but that's neither here nor there. If you are a network and you're saying ahead of time, hey, we're going to show the funeral of Nipsey Hussle, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I understand that you don't want the viewers to be without anything. I get that. I understand that aspect. But you are preparing for a funeral that you advertised. If you're going to advertise ahead of time, hey, this funeral, then why are you even showing being Mary Jane? You know what you could have showed, BT? Some Nipsey Hustle videos. Okay. Nipsey or have Hustle Mark footage. Lamont Hill or somebody. Some, anything. Okay, Thank you. That's where that's why I got mad at BT because okay. you're prepared. you said you were gonna show this. You sure? Who the hell cares about being Mary Jane at this episodes we didn't already seen? Thank you. (laughs) That's where I had a beef with BET. I was just like, I was mind blown. So you know what I did? I even hate that I had to do this. I hopped right on YouTube and I watched the entire thing on YouTube. I ain't even, I ain't mess with BET. I I was just like, man, I can't be, I can't believe. That I'm even watching this on YouTube right now, or or listening because again yeah. I was cutting grass, but that's neither of them. But that's why I have my gripe with BET. They could have substituted yeah. different types of programming in preparation for Nipsey Hussle's funeral, besides being Mary Jane. I, I had an issue with that. I, I mean, I know that's kind. Of, some people may feel like that's nitpicking, but but still, if you're black entertainment television, do your preparation better than that. That that's just my point of view. That's just my point of view. I mean, people may feel indifferent. Uh, to that so that's that's that okay people were actually scalping tickets Ugh, <laughs> trash how could you do this that, I, I don't understand the human psyche sometimes I don't understand the thought process with human beings a man was murdered in your city now, I don't know if those people that were scalping tickets were actually from L.A. or if they were out of town. I don't know. Either way it goes, you got to be a complete scumbag to scalp tickets for somebody's funeral of, of somebody that was murdered. Like, dang. For real? That's where we at in society? I don't know. I, I had an issue with that. But um, I, <laughs> let's shift. Let's shift gears. Because before this whole thing even occurred, oh, Kodak Black. Thought I was gonna leave this alone, huh? I'm nah. so tired of him. I've been tired of him. Nah, we all have. Okay. Now, before this, even before the funeral, before Nipsey was even in the ground, 
Oh, Kodak Black. There's always one in a community that you just look at and you just be like, see, I could just knock your head off right now. This would be Kodak Black. So he got on his IG live. It's always Instagram live, isn't it? And talks about how Lauren London is a whole widow out here and he's going to give her a year before he decides As to if he could, as, even if she was like ready, as if he could ever. <laughs> Say it, Sean. Go ahead, go ahead, go off. Go off, Sean. Go oh off. my God. I mean, he looks like, somebody said he looked like Lisa Simpson. You can't understand nothing he say. <laughs> He's so incoherent. Just, oh my God. And he's just all the way unattractive. Like, physically, <laughs> uh, intellectually. Like, it's just nothing appealing about Kodak Black in the least bit. Like, he's shooting his shot. Even metaphorically, way too freaking high. Like people need to like know their level, and that ain't it. <laughs> that no. wasn't it. That wasn't it. No, it's that that ain't it. You know, this is this beyond is... the fact that it was disrespectful. Is all whatever. And Charlemagne kind of pissed me off. Ooh, much like he does ooh. when he plays the devil advocate like sometimes ooh. it's not the time to try to play both sides I was gonna it say that it's not the same thing Let's... like granted the game hold on granted the game was disrespectful in what he said about Kim Kardashian however comma one Kanye is very much still alive two if they actually dated and she did the things that she did he just speaking on personal experience. He ain't speaking on some crap that ain't never happened. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's not the same thing. Kanye's still here. Nipsey's not here. Like, it's not the same thing. Glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. So that's actually kind of where I wanted to segue anyway. That's perfect because I was upset with Charlemagne too. I thought I was the only one that was looking at. He gets I, on my nerves when he do that. Yeah, because so. He, so whatever it was Sean is talking about y'all so Charlamagne gave Kodak Black donkey of the day but you wouldn't know that because most of his donkey of the day wasn't even talking about Kodak Black it was mostly talking about the game in T.I. here's the thing that made me mad about what Charlamagne said and we'll get back to Kodak Black it would it would be different if game didn't know Nipsey Hussle personally need I remind people how Nipsey Hussle even really got on on and I'm not saying that the game is completely responsible for Nipsey Hussle getting off. However, it has been well documented on both sides from Nipsey himself and game about how Nipsey Hussle gave game his demo. And he told him to listen. Of course, game gets demos all the time, but he actually listened to his demo and he went and found Nipsey Hussle and took him on the LAX tour with him. It was Nipsey Hussle, Kendra Lamar, and J-Rock. Before all of them were who they are now, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, over the time and over the years, Nipsey and Gam formed a really great relationship. So, of course, if something like that happens to one of your homeboys that you're close with, and you're already emotional about what happened in your mind, you not that Gam is from the same neighborhood as Nipsey Hustle, but they're from the same city. So it affects game a lot more. Mm-hmm. So if you're Charlemagne, right? And 
I, I, I hate that he plays the devil's advocate thing too because it, it was just it was kind of tasteless. And I'm gonna get to tastelessness in a little while because I got something I want to say to Black Twitter. Black Twitter might be mad at me after this, but I don't care. If you're Charlamagne and you're really trying to enlighten people, don't be trying to see. This is what I talk about with the what about stuff. Yeah, like we know game. No one called no one said game was right for what he said about no everybody no, said like what are you doing right everybody did i was glad that joe button called him out about speaking on his girl but you can't compare apples to oranges this ain't the same thing this no. is a man that was murdered okay murdered and this disrespectful bat looking bastard kodak black was called out indeservedly so why is that not being talked about why is oh what you remember what he said about Kim K and like really that ain't what we talking about, bruh. So I was yeah I was mad at Charlemagne for that. I'm like bruh, come on, you so off base on this. It doesn't make any sense. But back to Kodak Black. So like like we just said, Game and Ti and Tank spoke on it, right? So then of course he kind of apologizes, which was trash in itself, and he kind of backpedaled. And then come to find out, I, I think it was the day before the funeral. I think it was Wednesday, thir- Tuesday or Wednesday. Kodak Black was performing in Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh's not really a rough town or anything like that. But they put hands on Kodak Black. Good. Good. Now, I know some people was like, well, why are you calling for a black man's murder? No one's calling for Kodak Black's murder. What, what I am calling is for him to get snuffed. Because that's what yeah. I tweeted. Can, can he get punched in the face a few times? Stomped out just a little bit. Not not murdered, but stomped out. We we can we can somebody sometimes you just wanna, you know, you know, allow somebody to catch a fade. That's okay. You heard what Wayne Brady said. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was funny. I I was dying when Wayne Brady said that. So nobody called nobody called for that man's murder, but he needs to be held accountable. Which brings me to black Twitter. Now, listen, y'all, I understand that we are in a a space where we want people to be uplifted. But in order to uplift somebody, you can't tear somebody down in the same sentence or in the same instance. So, of course, when Game spoke about about Kodak Black and T.I. spoke about Kodak Black, so I go to Black Twitter. What's the first thing I see on Black Twitter, Sean? People were like, well when Kodak Black was being disrespectful to black women, you didn't hear none of these celebrities say anything. (sighs) Can I just say, y'all are exhausting. And when I talk about y'all, I'm talking about y'all fake, woke, dashiki-wearing, Wakanda forever, fake revolutionary on the internet. We spoke, how many times did we talk about fake, woke Twitter? It's all, all the time. Too much. <laughs> too much if you ask me. Listen, I have been on record for saying and advocating for black women and also saying that black women are the most disrespected out here. No one disagrees with that. We all know that. That does not mean that. Can y'all just take a pause? Need I remind y'all that Nipsey Hussle is dead? Mm-hmm. Did that did that get lost? 
with all of this? Why are we talking about this right now? The game had every right to call out Kodak Black. T.I., who, by the way, is always riding for black women. The, by the way, these are the same black women that would call Tiny ugly, that would throw so much shade towards Tiny. Oh, he could be with somebody that looks so much better. Mm-hmm. Y'all, the, yeah, I, I don't hear y'all saying anything then, do you? Yeah, nope, don't hear none of that. I, I get sick of y'all, man. It, it is it is so nauseating. Like, the man was murdered. First of all, I didn't even know about the Kodak Black being disrespectful to uh, dark-skinned women stuff until that day, like, until I was reading what I was reading on Twitter. I didn't even know about that. I was like, what? Really? Now, of course, we covered the Young and May stuff, and we called them out then. But to just say, oh, these brothers were turning a blind eye to it. No. What if I just didn't know? <laughs> I don't know everything. I'm sure the game, and I'm sure T.I., and I'm sure Tank, and I'm sure all these other guys that was calling out Kodak Black, they probably had no idea. Like, I was like, well, it, ain't, it ain't time for that. Y'all can put a pause button on certain stuff. I was like, man, y'all do too much. Y'all do too much. And by the way, if, if whenever this podcast gets out and some people listen to this and some people take offense to what I'm saying, I'm take offense. I, well, let's go on and offend everybody then because since we're going to talk about fake woke people, I have um, something that I would like to discuss. Let's go. Okay, so at the funeral... YG referred to him and Nipsey's daughters as being light-skinned girls. Mm-hmm. And Twitter was all aghast. Like, oh. why did he have to say light-skinned? So I posed the question, like, okay, if he had said, you know, we got beautiful brown-skinned girls, would there still be an issue? And people took offense to that. Now, to preface that, I was one of the main people to be upset when that idiot football player was, like, toasted to more light-skinned kids because I think that there is a difference between like actively hoping that your children are going to be light-skinned um, as you know as if saying if they were brown there would be an issue yep. as opposed to if you actually have a light-skinned daughter and you are just describing her as being light-skinned I don't think that that is being colorist not, not even I'm, not even in the I same mean, because I have a brown daughter who I think is very beautiful and I call her my brownie because I think her skin is beautiful and I want her to know that yes you are brown you don't look like me but you are just as if not more beautiful so I don't see a problem with him if they are actively light skinned saying you know they because that's what they are I don't don't think in that moment he was like trying to like put being light skinned on a pedestal that's right I do feel like a lot of times that darker skinned women take offense to like if you say something about someone being of a lighter hue, they're not necessarily um, trying to diminish you or mm-hmm. like, you know, put you down. They're mm-hmm. just saying what it is. Like, right. I think that sometimes we make an issue when there is none. Thank you. And in that moment, I do not believe that he was trying to like down dark skinned women or say anything wrong to dark skinned women. He was just saying they have light skinned daughters because 
that happens to be what they have. And I do believe that if they had been brown skinned, he would have said, you know, the are pretty brown girls. Like, right. because as someone who has both, because I do, I have brown and I have light skinned daughters. I do too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with you saying that. Right. I mean, like, we're black people. We we have different hues. It is okay for you to to express that. I don't think every time you expressing that you are trying to put down one or the other. I'm right. just like, I'm sick of it. Like I understand that, you know, our color was used against us back then and and a lot of times it is used that way now. But I don't mm-hmm. think that every indication of it is and I hate to sound like a Republican, but I don't think that every <laughs> indication of it is is you doing that sometimes right. it just is what it is and right. there is no undertone to it right and that just irritated me and, I, I, and i'm glad you spoke on that and, and thank you for saying that because now i didn't see the back and forth between uh people that um were upset about that segment i didn't know about that until just they now. were they were all like everybody was like oh i'm gonna turn my tv off because there was no reason for him to bring like dude it's really not that deep <sighs> They are at a memorial service for a man like, that is dead. Folks, just like in this day and age, and this is why like, I love social media, but I hate it the same yep. time. Folks just want to be mad. It's like everything you gotta like, when you speak, you have to choose every word carefully as to not offend anybody. Right. Like, people just be looking for a reason to be offended. And if you say it, then they like, they want to nitpick that one. And out of all the stuff he said, that's the one thing you want to find to nitpick because you felt like there was room for you to say something about it. Like sometimes let people just live in the moment. Let people just be. Everything is not a cause to be offended and do a march and be looking to cancel people. Like some, t- I swear some of these people really need to lay down and take a nap because they'd be way too woke. Yeah. It's so irritating now. It's like, mm-hmm. and, and I hate to say, cause you know, like sometimes and you know it is time to say something, but sometimes people really do be being too sensitive. Yes, and I really think that in this instance, that's one of the cases. I'm with you. I'm with you a thousand percent, and then some. The thing that irritates me the most about it is a lot of these people aren't really like this in real life. They they're they're internet angry. I, I say this a <laughs> lot. They're internet angry. Like for instance, I give you a key example. Right, I got into a back and forth with this dude. Last year, I think it was, yeah, it was last year I was on vacation. I was in Texas. I got into this dude online, and we were talking about Colin Kaepernick. And this dude was trying to argue me up and down about how, you know, Kaepernick shouldn't protest on the job. And I was like, I would protest at my job. And he's like, no, you won't because you go to work every day. And I told People him, do it all the time. What do you think a picket line is? That, thank you. Like, my dad was part of a freaking union. How are you telling me my dad was part of a union? <laughs> how, how do you think General Motors got unionized? They had to protest in order to get paid. Like, when he said that, I'm like, boy, do you sound stupid. And then I typed the back. I said, my father was part of a union and was part of General Motors for 35 and a half years. How do you think my dad even became a union member? Because he freaking protested. That's why. I, and he, he got real quiet when I said that. Because it's like, don't feed me stuff that you don't know nothing about. Just like this instance. Okay, so... 
think, think about this. YG and DJ Mustard, who have worked with Nipsey Hussle so many times throughout the years. And oh, by the way, and I and you know, this is something else that, that people don't think about it. Think about what was going on there. You had Nipsey Hussle, who was a crip. You had YG, who was a blood. If anyone researches gang culture in LA, they, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Do you know how hard it is for a crip to walk into a blood neighborhood and vice versa? So for YG and Nipsey Hussle to kind of bridge that gap and for YG to get up there and stand in front of all these people and be able to hold himself together knowing that the man behind him is dead? And that's what you want to point out? Yeah. That's what you get out of that. They were so upset. How, how do you get that out of that? Looking for something to be upset about. Again, Y'all too woke. Yeah. Go to sleep. Some of y'all been woke for 48 hours. Your eyes all bugged out. Your eyes all red. You done put doggone visine in your eyes for, for, for two days. What's wrong with you people? You said something uh, um, the last podcast that I think is so potent. I wish people would listen to it again. And you talk about how people are desensitized to, to, to just so much in society nowadays. You mean to tell me you are watching a funeral? Mm-hmm. You've been celebrating Nipsey Hussle. You done put Nipsey Hussle on your page all week, right? You done said, you, you done, you know, went to Lauren's Instagram and you done said, you know, you know, stay strong, sister. Uh, uh, we praying for you and all this and all that. Knowing half of the people that say they praying for somebody ain't, but that's neither here nor there. So you get to this spot with YG on stage and he says that and all of a sudden you want to change the channel because yeah. your fake woke self got Was that offended that. Because he said that his daughter who happens to be light skinned is light skinned. What is he supposed to do? Is he... I guess. No, they say he should have just said we, we have just two um, pretty black girls. Because somehow specifying their hue was just too much. Hey, Sean, would you mind telling people? W- w- I mean, would you mind telling people that have not seen you before what you are? You're you're what? You- I'm very pale. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I'm gonna ask you a question, and I hate that we even got to spend time on this because I really want to get the back to Kodak. But I'm gonna ask you this one question. Were you offended that people was actually offended? I was. <laughs> I'm, and that's why I asked the question that I asked. Like, are y'all mad because he said light skin? Would y'all have been as equally upset if he had said brown skin? Because I feel like people think, and we're, we're here now, so. But I feel like people think that being light skin is somehow like this privilege. And, um, you know, like we're, we're put on a pedestal. And in a lot of cases, especially like where we grew up, it's completely the opposite. Oh, you I got that like right. The time when Amber Rose had spoke on her experience being light skinned growing up yep. where she grew up, and everybody ate her up. And I was just like, I don't, y'all don't understand what we go through. Yep, there you go. I completely understood everything she said yeah. because that is the way that it is. Yeah. You are, you grow up. And you are light skinned, and you grow up in a neighborhood where everybody is predominantly brown or dark skinned. There are always 
issues. Like none of the girls want to be your friend because everybody feels like, okay, she's light skinned. She thinks she's better than, or yep. she's light skinned. She's got to be stuck up. And oh, she just because she light skinned, all the boys like her. So you have no friends mm-hmm. because none of the girls want to be your friends. And in a lot of the cases, the boys talk about you too. Like, oh, you you think you white or you almost white. Like it is not. I've heard it. Like I've heard it. Yeah. And this like great thing. Like in a and when I was growing up, I hated it. I wanted to look like everybody else. Like it wasn't until I got older that I was able to be comfortable in my skin. That I was Mm -hmm. able to be like, okay, you know, it's fine that I look the way I look. Right. But it is it. It is, I mean, basically what brown skin girls go through, we go through the same thing. And I don't think that they see that. Right. Because they're not there. Yeah. It's just like, like everybody yeah. has their own issues. Like right. we all, we're the same. Like we all have the same problem. Right. And y'all looking at us as if we are something that we are not. Right. And that's what, and that's what makes me mad with, with us sometimes. And I, like I said, I hate that we even got to spend time on this, but it's true. Uh-huh. You know, we're all fighting the same struggle in different yes. ways. And this is what makes me mad with, with us in, in a sense because, again, we just lost a great man in, in Nip. And, you know, we we are, we are hurting. We're hurting not just for, for, for his family, but we're hurting for us as a community because of what he meant to, to his community, what he meant to us as a people. I don't think that it was appropriate for anybody. Rather, it was the, the, the YG yeah. statement or rather it was people being mad at game for 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 calling out Kodak Black. Like again, p- take a break. Yeah. Breathe. Everything does not need to be dissected. And we have such an issue where everything has to be dissected. No it doesn't. No it doesn't. Not e- not everyone is captain save a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's not a superhero. It, it, it drives me insane. That's why, and that's why what made me mad with Kodak because I'm like, brother, you see that this woman is hurting. She just lost her dude, and this is what you do. Yeah, you doggone right. I will punch you in the face if I. I wanted that you like legit never in a snowball's chance in hell. Okay. <laughs> You, Not if you were the last man on earth, okay? Like, I got a better chance of hitting the lotto for one gazillion dollars that Kodak Black has of getting Lauren London with or without her have, have, have ever known Nipsey. Like, it's never going to happen. Like, you know, things are guaranteed, death, taxes, and whatever the other one was, you can add Kodak Black getting Lauren London to that. <laughs> It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. But no, it, it was so disrespectful what he said. And I was so mad when I heard that. And I'm like, somebody please check this dude. Quickly. I mean, his friends were telling him, like, it's too soon, it's too soon. But you know, your little enablers, they they kind of said it jokingly, like they was trying to like get him to see where he was wrong, but they couldn't really just be all right, like doggy wilding, because they probably on the payroll. Right. But it was a couple people like, you know, it's too soon, it's too soon. And he just kept going. And going and and would not shut up. So then when, excuse me, when T.I. did call him out, he responded yeah. to T.I. talking about some or what. Oh, yes, oh, okay. because this oh. new generation does not know how to just like, if somebody's trying to tell you you're wrong, 
Instead of you like saying, okay, I'm sorry, they want to double down on it. Yeah, they don't know how to accept constructive criticism. A constructive criticism that you caused, by the way. Yeah. Like, shut up. Just all you got to do, just stop. Be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Please be quiet. So, again, like I said, he had a performance out in Raleigh and he got got checked. Now, I I think it's footage online of, of him getting checked. One of my friends actually has sent me the tape, because of uh, uh, the tape, listen to me sounding old, sent me the video. <laughs> I know, right? And he, because he knows I'm in North Carolina. So he was like, yo, did you know about Kodak Black getting stuff? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? So then he sent me the video and I said, <laughs> I just kind of laughed under my breath because I'm like, well, hey, that's what he gets. You put that energy out there, be prepared to get that energy back. So it is what it is. And again, Kodak, you 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 a sucker, and I'm glad that Power 106 um, said that they won't go play no music, which was another issue people had. Talking about something, well, you might as well not play everybody else. Like, why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because everybody wants everybody to be held accountable at the same time, as if that is even possible. That is like, a that is a lie. Oh, oh my no, god! Oh, no, they don't. No, they don't. You want let's just dive right on into accountability, shall we? You know what? I wasn't even gonna segue into this, but you know what? I'm gonna do it anyway. Since we're talking about accountability, can we just dive into Candace Owens real quick? Since we're talking about can accountability, we not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I god, I didn't want to do this, but I gotta do it anyway. So, Candace Owens was on Capitol Hill last week. Well, no, this week, this week, she was on Capitol Hill because. I, for, for what reason did, was she even on Capitol Hill anyway? Don't give me the line, okay? Because I don't even look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, pretty much, it was about it, it was about um, uh, it was, what was it about? White nationalism or something like that? Yeah, it was about white nationalism. You picked Candace Owens of all people to speak for us. Mind you, Candace Owens don't speak for me, dog. I don't care. I, yes, we, we talked about all this with, with black people. Candace Owens don't speak for me. Candace Owens would never speak for me. You know, I understand that she is the Republican puppet and whatever the Republican Party, whenever they have an ally, they'll do anything to hold on to them and be like, see, see, they're one of us. So, she was there because, again, talk about white nationalism, and they picked her of all people. And so then, I love the fact that she got put on blast. Because this is the same Candace Owens that was talking about how Hitler was pretty much like a great leader. And he just wanted liberation for all of his people. Adolf freaking Hitler... It's like, it's like Candace Owens. Have you not done research on Adolf Hitler and how he even began his regime? The fact that she tried to flip it and said, you think black people are stupid because you don't think that they have the um, the wherewithal or whatever to go and look up the whole video. Like, first of all, <laughs> yeah, don't speak for us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because you only speak for like the like two, three percent of y'all who want to be the Republicans' lap dogs. Yep. Like the the rest of us, either don't care about what you said in the rest of the video, which is me, <laughs> or we have seen it 
and we still know the rest of the video as much as what we heard. Mm-hmm. So stop it. Yeah. All I know is every time she speaks, I'm somewhere else. I don't. I don't care. Like she can say nothing that I, that I want to hear. Like I can live my life without hearing anything from her because there's nothing coming out of her mouth that is going to be either beneficial or in any way um, something that I would even kind of concern myself with. Like, she is just null and void. Yeah. So I can't pronounce this man, the man's last name. It was Democratic Representative Ted uh, Liao. I, I, I hope I didn't mess up his name. So he played an oh. actual audio, a video clip of her talking about Adolf Hitler and nationalism. And you heard crickets. You want to know why you heard crickets? Because she was stupid for making the comments when she did in the first place. Listen, not everything, not everything is Republican and Democratic. I, I want to say that. I will say this, however, that just because you black and and you a Democrat, I mean that you and you a Republican, does not mean you just got to be stuck on stupid or just agree. <laughs> kind of does. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, no. I want to say that because I, I want to say that because like we know we know Trump is a scumbag. We know this, and we know that it it is like it is literally the bird box challenge when it comes to how the Republicans see Trump. Like mm-hmm. Trump does something and they got their blindfolds on, like they don't see anything that he says. And Candace Owens falls into that category of being one of those blind leading the blind figures. And it just so happens that she is a black woman. Now, I am one that does not believe that every, not every single black person has to agree with everything because I think in the sense that that's stupid and I think that yeah. everybody should be different. But you can't be this stupid neither to believe that white nationalism and it, it was some other comments that she yeah. was making um, and it, it's just like she don't ride for us at all. No. It, it makes me so mad because her father was a veteran and if you know anything about how blacks were treated in the military that ought to be an indication to let you know that hey they don't like you like they think you do. I mean, that, that just goes back to the Kaepernick thing when people were talking about the veterans. Oh, were you talking about the white yeah. veterans or were you talking about all veterans? Because don't think for a second that racism in the military is not a thing. Oh, it most certainly is. Because, oh, for sure. Oh, because my grandfather was a World War II veteran. Oh, and he used to tell me little stories and little tidbits. Oh, by the way, my grandfather was light skinned too. Let me just let me just also say that so people think that you know only I, I even hate to even go there, but it, it's true. But because he was black, he was also um, um, looked at different because he was a black man in the military. And that's what frustrates me about Candace Owens because she flaunted the fact that her father was a military veteran and, oh, he experienced racism in the military, too. But you ride for the same people that probably wanted to kill your father because he was black. I have an issue with that. People like Candace Owens and the Republicans that follow Donald Trump, they're only in it for self. They are not in it for 
the black people because if they were they wouldn't follow him because like I said um, previously you know every black Republican you know that isn't a Trump supporter you know it's not necessarily wrong they just may feel that the Republican views align more with theirs and I can respect that right? but I cannot respect a Trump supporter of from anybody (laughs) black white like if you support Donald Trump I can't respect you. I can't respect you if you are a Republican, like Anna Navarro or whatever. Yeah, oh God. She's a oh, Republican dude. and, you know, she she seems to be one of the ones that may have some semblance of sense. Right. Well, that, but, right, right. And would, see, that's why, like, when John McCain, and I know we have, we've had our issues with John McCain, but one thing I will say about John McCain, oh, John McCain, too, his dying death couldn't stand Trump. Ugh. And he was Mr. Republican. Yeah. Remember I how my own issues with that. I, I, we we know. We we know. But but remember how hard that was riding for John McCain when he was going up against Obama? Yeah. Oh, that was all on his jock then. But then when he started going against Trump, oh, he's not a real Miller. He's not a real veteran and blah blah blah. You know. I, I swear that I, I, I asked this question a couple weeks ago, with well, a couple podcasts ago rather. And I asked y'all, what the hell makes you a Republican? With all that stuff that goes on with that party, why in the world do y'all follow them? First of all, they are a people of no values, no nothing, because they they change everything with the wind. Like, how do you go from being just this staunch um, John McCain supporter to now because you support Trump? That all of a sudden John McCain might as well be be Barack Obama. Like they they just you and, don't know. Right. And then let me tell you, and let me tell you, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the cherry on top of the, the, the icing. This is from Donald Trump himself talking about Candace Owens. Quote, this was last May. Quote. He tweeted. <laughs> Listen, are you ready for this one? This is good. This is good stuff. Candace Owens of Turning Point USA is having a big impact on politics in our country. She represents an ever-expanding group of very smart thinkers and is wonderful to watch and hear the dialogue going on. So far, so good for our country, end quote. Notice he said, big impact on politics. What politics are you uh, uh, referencing? Because she is talking for him. Remember, he spoke very highly of Omarosa at the beginning. That's And that is another thing that kills me about him. He says, I only hire the best. And then, like, <laughs> that voice, though. Yeah, everybody's, like, <laughs> so great. And, you know, they are all smart people and blah, 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 blah. But then when they're done, then all of a sudden they, like, incompetent idiots. So I'm sir. Like, when did they become incompetent? Because when you hire them, they were like the best of the best, and now they're like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. That's y'all's president. That's y'all's president. And <laughs> speaking, yeah, 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 we're not mine either. Speaking of president, we didn't mention this with the Nipsey Hustle thing, but shout out to President Obama for writing a letter to Nipsey Hustle. Oh, I love come, that come, man. Come on, and his man. wife. They are just like wonderful people. I just love them so much. The, like they so get it. They they so get it. I mean. God, can we have him back in the White House? Why can't we just have him back in the White House? Things were so much peaceful, much more peaceful when he was there. I wish Michelle didn't hate the government so much and she <laughs> would just run again. I know. But she ain't in it because she is not Barack Obama, okay? She been to cut somebody out. 
she would she, not make it. Yeah, she she Southside for real, yo. Yeah. <laughs> she Southside Chicago. For she real. would not make it yeah. with them white people. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. She wouldn't make it. She wouldn't make it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Candace Owens does not speak for me. It speaks for for anybody that's of our uh, ethnicity. She don't speak for me, not even a little bit. So, Mm-mm. and that's why I was saying what I was saying about you know accountability, man. You know, y'all. We and we talk about unity so much, and we talk about people being for us, but not everybody is for us. Mm-hmm. All uh, skin folk and kin folk, or something like that. Yeah, all skin folk and kin folk was bring us to Chris Darton. Oh my God! Hi, Skyler. <laughs> I, I know these segues are bad, aren't they? Chris Darton, boy, that you haven't probably heard that name in a long time, have you? Hoping to never hear it again. Oh boy! So Christopher Darton, y'all remember Christopher Darton, don't you? Oh, prosecutor for the OJ trial. Y'all remember him, don't you? That guy. Well, guess what he's doing now? He is trolling. <laughs> right, right. He is now representing Eric Holder, who was the murderer. That that took away our beloved Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. This would be very quick because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Christopher Darden, you are an idiot. Yeah. You the are <laughs> right. Been an idiot. You are a piece of garbage. And the fact that you would even come close to representing this man I understand that lawyers have a job to do I understand that lawyers when they sign on they have to take on cases they may not may not necessarily be comfortable with taking with that being said why the hell did you take on this case Eric Holder was on camera he was found by the police we all know he did it. I mean, there are witnesses. There are eyewitnesses. There are witnesses that said it was him. And you took on this case because of what? I don't know. Because I don't. It can't be money. Because where that Negro? He couldn't even get 20 minutes up the road. So he ain't got no money. So who is paying for this? One. That is a good question. You know, that was my question, too. And if it's pro bono and he was required, I would have quit before I represented him. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not doing this. Are you kidding me? This is a joke. This is a this is a joke. You know what makes me so upset about Christopher Darden? Do you know Christopher Darden is from California? Look, let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> Talk about it, Sean. As someone who was a child during the O.J. Simpson trial, I did not quite understand that O.J. Simpson was an Uncle Tom, okay? None of us did. None of us did at at our age. So, I was like, why is this black man trying to lock O.J. up? Like, I was upset about that. Mm -hmm. Come to find out, fast forward, O.J. Simpson ain't been black since about 1965. Oh, yeah. But, you know, whatever. So, you know, I'll, I'll either give him a pass on being a prosecutor because if I knew then what I know now about O.J. Simpson, 
I wouldn't even been mad at Chris Darn for trying to lock OJ up because who cares? When OJ got locked back up, I was like, okay, that's his fault. Let's move on with life. Nobody cares. Yep. But now, sir, there is a time when things are very black and white and when you either right or you wrong. Mm-hmm. There is no reason for you to be a black man mm-hmm. who grew up in freaking Los Angeles, California, who is going to actively try to represent and free the piece of garbage mm-hmm. who killed an actual citizen of Los Angeles of the world, somebody who's actually trying to do something with this man wasn't doing nothing for himself, let alone nobody else. Yep. And you're going to represent him for killing somebody who was trying to do nothing but the right. Yeah. Like, there is no excuse. There is no reason that you can come up with that you can justify doing that. I don't care how much money they, because I don't even know where that would come from, but I don't care how much money they could possibly throw on in your lap if you were doing this for exposure, because this is the wrong kind, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to hire you because you have no morals. Like, right. you are trash. You are a trash person. And yes. then what's even worse is, like, his daughter was saying that, like, you know, because Black Twitter will find any and everybody, okay? I don't know where these people get their private investigator license degrees from. <laughs> right. They can pull up your social security number or your kindergarten record. They yep. can find anything. So yep. they done found this man daughter and they reading her filth on Instagram to the point where she had to put a post out and say like she found out that her daddy was representing him like everybody else. Yeah, I'm reading, I'm reading loved, it right now. She loved Nipsey she had nothing to do with it. Please leave her be. Are you putting your family in yeah. harm's way? Yeah, exactly. For some foolishness. Yes, and I'm 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 glad you I'm glad you said that. So I got the post pulled up uh, from from Janae Darden, which is one of um which is one of Christopher Darden's daughters, and this is what she said: "Quote: I've received I've been receiving vile comments and messages since news broke that my father, Chris Darden, is the offensive the defense attorney." For the man accused of killing Nipsey Hussle, like many of you, I found out about my father's involvement in the case while scrolling through social media. <sighs> Let me pause real quick. Yeah, Boy, that is a way to find out, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is representing the guy that killed the guy that I love to listen to. Boy, uh, can I get a heads up? <laughs> Hello, phone call, text, tweet, anything. No, no, no. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Let me get back to this. Quote, I was not prepared for this backlash that has triggered bad memories from the O.J. Simpson trial. My father is a grown man and has been a defense attorney for some time. I have no say in the cases he take on. Boo-boo, we don't expect you to have any say. Not when it involves this guy. Let's get back to it. This is what she said, and this is what was striking to me. She said, L.A. is like a second home to me. I grew up in the community similar to Nipsey's and was saddened by the news of his death. So I understand why it hurts deeply when we lose young, talented black men like him who are committed to empowering people. Then this one. Listen to this real close, y'all. Instead of attacking me and others who had nothing to do with this case, channel that energy towards continuing Nipsey's legacy and strengthening our communities and lifting up each other. Okay. End quote. I understand 
and I, don't get me wrong. If anybody is sending death threats to the daughter, like or anybody, I don't believe in people sending death threats. I think that's kind of weak and played. However, think about this: your father has been hated <laughs> since 1994. Thank you. <laughs> he has been viled since 1994. Twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Think about that, Sean. That OJ Simpson thing happened twenty five years ago. They have hated him since. Now she cause she said herself, it brings back memories of the OJ Simpson trial. Oh, oh, the hate is for real this time. You think it was bad then. Oh, oh, it's even worse. Oh my God. Like now. Oh, it's even worse. Yes. Because you said, okay, instead of attacking me and others who had nothing to do with this case, channel that energy towards continuing Nipsey's legacy and strengthening our communities and lifting each other up. Why can't your pops have that same energy? Because he's a troll. I, I don't want to hear the word, well, he's a defense attorney. You can turn down cases. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have to take this off. This goes all the way back. It's not like, okay, you're a prosecutor and you kind of are bound to more strict rules because you're the state, so you have to prosecute the defendant. Like, my guy, like, this is a choice at this point. Yeah, you you didn't have to do this. It's just like, I I hate to bring up Jesse Smollett, which we'll talk about him in a little bit, but you didn't have to do it. You could have just, you could have sat this one out. Yeah. You should have sat this one out. Like, no one told you to come out of retirement. We don't know if the man was retired. I'm not going to say that. But you simply just didn't have to take this on, my brother. But if, again, what you what you say? All skin folk ain't kin folk? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he already premeditated in his mind to say, you know what? I'm going to take this case on. Yeah. They don't like me no way. Right. So I might as well just <laughs> jump off the cliff anyway. Hell, <laughs> I have nothing to lose. I mean, because essentially lose. that's what he has done. Like, and like I said, you know, we didn't have all of the knowledge about OJ. At the time, it was like right after Rodney King. And so everybody felt like, you know, the man was trying to get another black man. You know, everybody didn't know OJ. I mean, some people knew but a lot of people didn't know. And with us being kids, we for sure didn't know. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Nipsey's not OJ. Nipsey is blackity black, black, black. So right. there's right. really absolutely no reason right. for you as a fellow black man to be representing this piece of crap. Seriously. No reason. No reason at all. I, I have no words. I, I have no words. I, I am like flabbergasted that 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 man even took that on it was just like bruh okay but whatever i i listen i don't i i I still am a firm believer that eric holder should have been just released to the hood and let the hood get him it ain't too late it ain't ain't too late they ain't gonna be a hold him forever yeah true that true story true story okay let's lighten the mood let's lighten the mood let's lighten the mood lion king trailer did you see it Fire! Yeah, fire. Flames. It was great. My only gripe. Well, I have two gripes. If you have a gripe, um, I think it could have did better. Better at the look of Scar. Agreed. Um, 
Where's his hair? Like, Scar had black hair. Yeah, you did. That and the guy who played, who voiced Scar in the original, I think if they went back and got James Earl Jones, said who they absolutely should have because nobody else could have done that. Uh, I, well, think I think they I think it was, got him. I think it was Jeremy Irons. I think that was the guy's name. I could yeah. be wrong. I and he said wrong. they didn't even ask him, so it's not like he was busy. He said they didn't even ask. So who dropped the ball there? Those are yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I loved it. I love. I loved the preview. It was a. I, I, I love the trailer. It was a lot better than that freaking Aladdin trailer. Ugh. Ugh. Will Smith as the genie is just a no for me. I, I don't have an issue with it. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. He I, looks crazy as all hell. He does, but if they're going to do an Aladdin remake, who the hell else are you going to get? What, Adam I, Sandler? I, Will Ferrell? Who, who do you got left? I don't know, but I am displeased. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I, I I don't know. But anyway, Lion King, I can't wait to see it. Listen, Disney is going to run Hollywood this year. Between Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, Aladdin, Lion King, and Frozen 2. Oh, oh they about to run the box office this year. I just want to put out a public service announcement as someone who has small children, as you can hear. I beg of you, because this really ain't for them. If you're going to bring them, make sure they know to shut up. Uh, uh, Don't bring your baby. <laughs> right. Okay, because I'm leaving Kobe at home or with somebody. She's not coming. I, I might right. bring January, but I'm going I'm to pinch her and make her shut up. So if you got small kids, leave them at home if they don't know how to shut up. Because yeah. I'm trying to watch the movie. This ain't for them. This is for us. We was children when the first one came out. Now we get the live action and we get to all be depressed that Mufasa dying again. Leave your loud children at home. I agree. I'm with you. This ain't for you, dog. This ain't for you. Like, Lion King came out in 1994. Boy, 1994 was a year. Lion King came out in 1994. We were 11. We're 11 years old. Dog. I, I told you, I cried during Lion King. I better not see not one kid pretend that they have the same emotion that I did. When That's Lion what I'm King saying. Don't out. don't even bring them if they don't know how to shut up. Yeah, stay. And home. I'm saying that as someone who has a five and a one year old, my one year old will not be there, and if my five year old can't shut up. She ain't gonna be there either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to talk about you want to talk about something that was um very interesting. So I'm reading this report right. Mm-hmm. HBO had to put out a statement. Oh, it was re- it was reported very quietly, which I'm very pissed off about. Listen, no, no, no. listen, listen. To what I'm reading. This is what I'm reading. So it was a little, little, little birdie told me that leaving Neverland was pulled from HBO, right? Mm-hmm. Now they have refuted the claims, mm-hmm. saying that they didn't pull it. Okay. But they they said it's not leaving their lineup any soon, not lineup any soon, anytime soon. But I will say something that was very interesting. Did you read about how they said that the the director? It was some inaccuracies with ne- leaving Neverland. <laughs> you said duh. It was major inaccuracies that with- were proven. Like that- it was an instance where I think he said. 
like Michael did something to him at a specific event. And I think that they either said that event happened before or after the, the reported time. Yeah. Because guess what? That time, Neverland was never even built. I love this. I, I, I think I recall somebody very beautiful saying some people sort of crap. <laughs> and that they probably should not have done leaving Neverland and that Oprah probably should not have had them on her show basically saying how she felt like Michael Jackson had done it. I kind of recall somebody saying that. I, I know this person too. Boy, this person was right. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> this person was right. So here's my thing. Here's my thing about never, leaving Neverland. A, I've never watched it. Nope. I would never watch it. Nope. And I have my reasons for it. And it has, and so I want people to understand that I, the reason why I will never watch it is because it is too much pointing to this being a bunch of garbage. Yeah. And we, we're, we're not going to cover it. We're not going to cover it. We covered it at nausea. We, we, we want to go back to a few episodes uh, and, and look us up. We've talked about it at length. But it stands to reason that you know ever since Leaving Neverland came out and they did that Oprah special that it's been real quiet and you ain't heard nothing mm-hmm. you ain't heard not a peep not a peep from Wade Robson not a peep from Jane Safechuck not a peep the only person that's been talking and doing a lot of talking is that freaking director you want to know why because he knew going into this documentary or mockumentary is what I call it that he knew that it was a bunch of garbage. They need to cuss him out for getting, well, no, because they didn't have to do it. So everybody exactly. got to take responsibility. Oh, no, everybody got to take the L. Everybody got to take the L. It was li- literally for notoriety and no other reason. For some ratings, which HBO don't even need. And if it wasn't for Game of Thrones, I would cancel my dog. I, w- I was going to say. If, but yeah, I got to I mean, watch my Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think that's the main reason why everybody is holding on to HBO. Because I know <laughs> at one point, uh, uh, cancel HBO was trending like low key a while back when that documentary first dropped. And I was like, huh, yeah, well, yeah, that serves them right. That they got six right. episodes and then I'm done with them. But I got to see how this ends. Now, watch one episode. So, oh, I know. You are losing in life. I know, I know, I know. I got to get my wife into it. You know, when I, when it comes to television, I watch whatever she watches. So, I mean, you got to tell her. Okay, now I'm going to tell both of y'all this. Like, the first three episodes, they're a little slow. <laughs> but they slow for a reason because it's like a lot of information packed into them three episodes that are going to have, like, like, a big impact on, like, literally every other episode to come so you gotta sit through them it's only three hours it's gonna be a little slow but once you make it past them three episodes i promise you you will not turn your television off that's what i heard that's what i heard we'll we'll get into it eventually over time we'll we'll see that remains to be seen but yeah yeah so let's shift gears so Dwayne wade retired uh over the over the week and so did dirk nowinski Mm-hmm. Two Hall of Fame players, for and, sure, and first ballot Hall of Fame got players. Got to be, got to be, and then nothing to even talk about. But I want to talk about something else. There's two things I want to talk about. First of all, that dog on Budweiser commercial. Did you see it? Yeah. So I said I've been crying for. T- I don't know. Like Ooh, I don't think you Jesus. understand. I am an empath, 
and I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it because I yeah. feel everything for everybody. Like it could be a movie, it could be the news. Like I could not know you, and if you are in pain, I am in pain. It's so annoying. So yeah. everything gets to me, and I'm like, I'm tired of crying. I've been crying for two weeks. Like somebody stop doing this to me. <laughs> yeah, that that commercial was so heartfelt. I I mean. I mean, especially when his mom came out. Mm-hmm. That was what got me. And I was like, wow. Um, that's why I, I was, you know, when that whole Laura Ingram thing happened last year, shut up and dribble. It's like, you really don't see the impact that these athletes have on, you know, people outside of the game. And it was so refreshing and so great. And I, I'm glad it's happening a lot more now than it did when we were kids. Because when we were kids, we really did see athletes as just athletes. We didn't mm-hmm. really see the philanthropy that, that guys back in the day was doing. It's, it's crazy to hear about the stuff now that, especially Magic. Magic was a really big philanthropist back in the day. Even before the whole scandal and all that, he was really big into philanthropy. And guys like Wade and guys like LeBron and, and, and Carmelo, what he's done for Baltimore and and other athletes, it's just refreshing to see. I like to see that kind of stuff with athletes. And it, it just stands to reason that athletes are human beings. And oh, by the way, a lot of these athletes, they don't just play ball. A lot of them are college graduates. Or they'll go back to school and get to get the degree. I know Shaq, I think it was, I don't know if it was after he retired that he went back to LSU and got his degree. Like, those are the things I like to see with athletes and, and, and that kind of thing. But but D-Wade deserves to get sent off great. Um, his last game he, uh, in Brooklyn, he scored. He was scored 20 and 11. And LeBron and CP3 and and and, um, and Carmelo was there, the, a.k.a. the Banana Boat crew was there. And it was good to see all of his boys there. But I want to talk about something else. Sean, you may not be happy about what I'm about to talk uh, about. I think I already know. And if it is, you know, that's my boy. He deserved it. Paul Pierce. Yep. Paul Pierce was on it's the delusional. <laughs> very, very much so. Paul Pierce was on the jump and he made the ridiculous comment by saying that he had a better career than Dwayne Wade. Sean, uh-uh. I have been on record <laughs> by saying I hate Paul Pierce. I have never, ever in my life watched that man play and thought that he was really that good. I think think Paul Pierce is one of the most overrated players in the history of the NBA. (laughs) I have said this ever since (laughs) I was younger. I have never liked Paul Pierce. So I can speak on this. It has nothing to do with him being a Boston Celtic. I hated him and I hated Antoine Walker. Them two right there Overrated is all hell, and Paul Pierce had the nerve. So you mean to tell me you was better than D-Wade? Paul Pierce, you were barely the best player on your team, especially when KG and Ray Allen and Rondo was there. His name is Benedict Allen. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't you be disrespectful to the great Ray Allen. If Don't we speak, if, if we speak of that person, his name is Benedict Allen. <laughs> Oh, you're so disrespectful. Okay. I cannot believe 
Listen, there is nothing wrong with feeling like you were the best player. <sighs> but this is the same Paul Pierce that also said that he was on par with Kobe Bryant. Uh, this is this Paul Pierce, <laughs> your boy, your boy that was on Boston Celtics for most of his career, who played 19 uh, seasons in the National Basketball <laughs> Association, had the unmitigated. Do you know how mad I was when I seen this? I said, "Are you freaking kidding me?" All I said was, "No." <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the moments. When you're looking at your homeboy oh and you know God. that they didn't say something they had no business oh saying. Oh, my God. Like, no, like, oh, no. Like that dude. Like, oh, no, baby. What is you doing? Like, no, sir. No. Like, no, I got to. I, this must be how you felt when uh, Rival Crowd got caught up in that uh, that prostitution ring. Because I was just like, oh, my God. So, I'm so not going to hear the end of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you Because you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. <laughs> So I want to point out something with Paul oh, Pierce. Lord. In his last NBA game, you want to know how many points Paul Pierce scored? Look, before you say that, so there was this meme going around. It was like Kobe, his last game, 60 points. Dwayne Wade, his last game, triple-double. Yep, triple-double. Uh, Dirk Nowinski, his last, name, his last game, double-double. Paul Pierce's last game, triple zero, and I died <laughs> laughing. He had three donuts and some coffee <laughs> for his last NBA game. Three donuts and some coffee. And, and the coffee was decaf. That was Paul Pierce's last game. I, I said D-Way scored 20 points correction. It was actually 25, 11, and 10 on his last game. Kobe Bryant, 60, 44, 4, 4 and 4. Dirk double, double, 20, 10, and the other says, Paul Pierce. Zero sonic rings is like yeah. Deces and Merrill like to give out. He has sonic rings, like uh, uh, Draymond Green told him, You ain't Kobe, you ain't never gonna get no uh, farewell tour. Like, never, <laughs> you're never getting the <laughs> Paul Pierce. By the way, Paul... stop saying his name like that. <laughs> I sound like Stephen A. Smith, don't I? Paul Pierce, you know how we remember when Stephen A. Smith used to talk about Kwame Brown? This is how I feel about Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, who played in Brooklyn, they start chatting, Paul Pierce sucks. Because he does. You were never that good like that. Uh, he, Paul Pierce is the truth. He, he Pierce, is the truth. He, Paul Pierce is the truth. He you 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 know, you want to know what else is true? You scored goose eggs on your way out as a LA Clipper. Yes, this is also true. Get out of here. Bye-bye. <laughs> we don't need you, Paul Pierce. Why is he even an analyst? Paul Pierce thinks he's better than everybody. He do. That's what I'm like, dude. Like, like I think Paul Pierce be trolling. He gotta be trolling. I'm like, my guy, all you gotta do is like report. On what's going on? Like, stop trying to like, cause I I don't know. He he he's one of those people who has this like self inflated ego and view on who he is, and oh, it drives me nuts. I I, I really like come Kobe. Like, you call that black right now? You shooting your shot? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you so and, high. And I and I was so glad that Jalen Rose put that man on blast. On national television. Oh, that it was, was embarrassing great. as it a was fan. Great. It was great. I had secondhand embarrassment from that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. I, I, ooh, I was so, ooh. I, I was so cr- 
cringy. Like, how do you sit there after you said all these nonsense things and then you have to hear this? Like, you did this to yourself. Like, stop it. Just stop. Just, just stop, please. So let's let's go through this, and this is gonna, oh, yeah. Let's let's, now let's go. Let's go through this. I'm having fun. Okay, <laughs> you want to know why I'm having fun with this too? Because when you did your little Robert Kraft little bit, <laughs> and you railroaded me for like ten minutes straight, and I had to sit there and just had to eat crow. Oh, Good I times. was waiting. I was Good waiting. Times. I said, "Ooh, somebody is gonna do something that I get her back on." Ooh, and Bob Pierce. <laughs> so let me just read this little transcript of this exchange. This is, again, this is on the jump. I mean, not on the jump, but this was uh, during, uh, what was it? It was, oh, it was, it was during um, oh, when, when Michelle Beadleman was on their show. So, this is the transcript. So, Michelle Beadleman, who's the better NBA player? Paul Pierce, this is what he says. They, they were talking about, you know, they were talking about um, Shaq and, and LeBron and all that. Who is the better NBA player? Michelle Beadleman, Paul Pierce. That's easy. I can say off the bat, that's me. If you give me Shaq, if you give me LeBron, Jalen Rose says they did. It's called the big three. <laughs> Paul Pierce says, yeah, we got that late. If you give me these three guys earlier in my career, then Michelle Beadle asked, let me ask you this. What, have, what would have been a perfect time for you, Paul? Uh, let's make sure we get this right. Paul Pierce says, when I was 24, if you give me Shaq, when, when I'm 25, 24, 25, you give me LeBron and Bosch, I'd be sitting on five or six championships. Easy. This is what he said about himself if he was to have a big three. <laughs> Buddy, you had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen in the uh, prime. Uh, Benedict Allen. I, I don't care if he's Benedict Allen. <laughs> I don't care if he's Ray Allen. I don't care if he's uh I don't care if he's Muhammad Ali or, or my other personal favorite, Judas Shuttlesworth. We we're not gonna keep disrespecting Ray <laughs> Allen like this, okay? Yes, we are. That's all we're gonna do ever, because that's what he deserves. Uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> you got one title, bruh. Uno. <laughs> one title. We were robbed. I don't want to hear that crap. You got one title. We were robbed. One title. One. We were robbed. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So let's let's break this down. Let's break this down. Let's have a little breakdown. Finals MVPs, him and D Wade are tied for one apiece. All NBA first team, Dwayne Wade has two, Paul Pierce has zero. All NBA teams, total selections, Dwayne Wade has eight, Paul Pierce has four. All defensive teams, Dwayne Wade has three, Paul Pierce has none. Scoring leader, Dwayne Wade has one, Paul Pierce has nothing. Oh, by the way, who is the all-time leading guard in block shots in NBA history? That would be Dwayne Wade. Bye-bye, Paul Pierce. We don't need you, brother. Goodbye. Yes, we, do. we do need him. For what? Comedy? Because he's the truth. Oh, 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 he needs some truth serum. <laughs> now I got the hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm loving this. Oh, when we get off this podcast. Oh, this is great. And you got the hiccups. Oh, this is great. When I get over here, I'm going to watch this video again and again. And I might send it to you. Oh, oh no. I was waiting to get you back for all that Robert Kraft stuff. Oh, I couldn't wait. Oh, I couldn't wait. I, I couldn't wait. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll end on this note. Um, um, former, uh, somebody said something bad about your boy AB. And it was a former oh, coach. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yo, your boy. 
No. Your boy. I, I, I am Mariah Carey. I don't know that. <laughs> you go. You go. J Lo. You go. J Lo. This one. Yes, I don't know that guy. <laughs> okay. We know Antonio Brown. We love Antonio Brown no, on the show. No, no, we don't. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> why not, son? Why not? That's I do you. not associate with clowns. Okay. Yeah, he didn't left uh Pittsburgh and I don't know who that Negro is now. Like you got your money. You got you got away from Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and you still trolling Juju. Like you so hurt. I didn't that like that. That he got that the team gave him MVP that like he written all this space in your head for free. Like, why are you worried like about that. this man? Talk about. He almost found about the seat. Like, what are you doing? Leave him alone. He I, I think about you. What? I, why? I didn't like that. I, I didn't like that neither. Juju, Juju is actually a really peaceful dude. He don't really bother nobody. They gonna try to clown him by pulling up a tweet like right before Juju got in the lead when he was like telling him like he looked up to him. I was like, that don't make him look bad. That make you look bad because you're the one tweeting about it. You more yeah, like he was bigging you up. Like he still ain't really said nothing bad about you like you the one upset all, yeah. all you're doing is showing that he a good dude that he was somebody who respected you and now you turning on him for what like you look stu- stupid yeah yeah I, I didn't like that it it makes me mad because Antonio Brown I have maintained is the best wide receiver in all the football and none of that matters now. none of that matters now because you're a clown yeah it, it, it makes no sense and he he he's he, I don't know man but yeah, him and Juju had a, a back and forth um, on Twitter, and I, I don't even think he should even entertain that. And I'm talking about Juju; he shouldn't. I even wish end he it. wouldn't say nothing to him fr- from here on out because it's like no point. Yeah, yeah, and you know, talking about the late season fumble stuff, and it was just like, bro, okay, 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 AB, like, good luck. Raiders, because y'all got a mess on y'all hands, and as soon as it don't pan out, and he ain't getting the touches that he think he gonna get, and they ain't doing what he think they gonna do, he gonna be talking about them and turning on them next. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, boy fumbled. Uh, here's what he posted: emotion. Boy fumbled the whole postseason and the biggest game of year uh, in the biggest game of the year. Then he said everyone went blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough. Reality these days, it's just like, bro, come on, man. Like, and what like, are you talking about? The last season, the last game of uh, last season when we needed to win, where were you at? Not playing. Exactly. <laughs> so how are you gonna talk? Yeah, and 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 I love Juju's response. Juju said, "All I ever did was show that man love and respect." From the moment I got to the league, I was genuinely happy for him too when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract, and now right. he's taking shots at me on social media. Like, it, man, come on, man. It's 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 sad. I don't I don't I don't know what happened to Antonio Brown. I don't know where his ego got, but. You know that this is the reason why I didn't like Terrell Owens for a long time. I didn't like To for a long time because he's still on some other stuff. You stupid! You didn't go to your Hall of Fame induction. Like, are you serious? Because I wasn't the first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, so, so, even though you getting in, like, you, you, of all your hard work, you gonna deny yourself actual recognition because you mad about some stuff that you can't control. Like, you five years old. Yeah. I didn't like that from T.O. I thought he was better than that, but what do I know? 
What if I was I... them, I would have took it out. Like, okay, who can we replace? Like, right, 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 exactly. But I don't know, man. Your boy AB be tripping. No. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> hey, why is that? Why is that Mariah Carey meme one of the funniest memes ever? Like that's perfect. Was, it's that, between that, that, that and hilarious. Kobe. When Kobe was like, I don't know that guy. Like yeah. I go, I switch back and forth. Uh, who I want to use when I when I use that? That was so fun. I'm sorry. I, I listen. Hey, sorry, J Lo. You gotta take this L with that one. That <laughs> that meme is still, that's one of the greatest memes ever. I don't know her. Like yeah. it's hilarious, man. They they they're funny. Oh, J Lo. I'm I'm gonna save her for a whole another podcast. I got some opinions about Jennifer Lopez. Oh, and her I'm... Breakfast Club interview, can we just real quick talking about she don't think that she 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 feel like she should have done that tribute, like, girl. No. Why you think I said what I just said? <laughs> I, 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 I got my fears about Jennifer Lopez, man. I mean, she's a, she's a beautiful woman, but boy, she be brain dead sometimes. But whatever. What do I know? What do I know? All right, son. I, I think that's gonna wrap us up. I did a great episode as always. Uh, we'll, 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 y'all catch us next time on episode twenty-two. We, you know what to do. Uh, we'll see if you can get through it through <laughs> through these hiccups I gave Shut you. Shut up. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at Honey Bunches. It's H U N E I I E B U N C H E S. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. It's so funny. See what see what happens when Paul Pierce starts talking crazy. Remember this the next time Paul Pierce starts talking crazy. Y'all can, y'all catch me on Twitter at Big Scott the Poet. Y'all catch me on Instagram at Big Scott eighty three. Uh, y'all find us. Uh, hit us up on our Gmail. Y'all have no idea. Podcast at Gmail dot com. And please, please, please hit us up. Uh, find us on every platform. For Spotify, Apple Podcasts, of course, Anchor. Uh, oh man, we and, and we and now we're on um, Podbean because I know a lot of podcasters use Podbean. We're also on Podbean now, so uh, hit us up, and we will catch y'all next time. And until next time, peace. peace.